Hey, what's going on, Clipper people? It is me, William the Opinion Update. Oh, and I am positively hyped up for preseason basketball. Maybe too much, Chuck Mockler. <laughs> and we're your friendly neighborhood Clippers podcast. <laughs> Just a couple of best friends and Clipper credentialed media folks bringing you Lockdown Clippers. When can they hear it? Five days a week, Monday through Friday, 7 a.m. Make us your first listen. It's a fun way to start the day, we think. Yeah. Um, yeah, make us your first listen. We come at you every weekday and on the weekends in case something crazy happens, but it will be out at 7 a.m. Check your feed. Come kick it with us. Mm -hmm. uh, kicking things off today, Clippers taking on the Nuggets, their first preseason game the day that it, this episode comes out. Uh, so we're going to talk what we want to see from that as well as what we don't want to see. Just spoiler alert, we were already told that we will not see Paul George, Morris, <laughs> or Batum tomorrow. Oh, yeah. But there's still a lot to look forward to, assuming, sure. uh, assuming that everyone else who is healthy is going to end up going in that one. 100%. So we'll talk about that. And then in segment two, look, every single Monday we talk to freshies. That's new guys to the squad. And we're going to be talking about who has the most to gain from the preseason, which, you know, there are some kind of spots up in flux. There's also some roles that that could be filled. So yeah, it's, it's an weird. interesting time for guys who are a little deeper in the rotation. Mm -hmm. And then in shavings, we got a whole bunch of stuff. Ty Lue hasn't seen <laughs> Kawhi in the Too Sexy video. We got to talk about that. Eric Bledsoe missed <laughs> the Vig Clippers fishing trip. Come on, buddy. What are you doing? You're oh, too yeah. tired. And Terrence Mann, uh, his mother arranged a very special athlete meeting for him. So I can't wait to talk about all that and more coming up right about now you are locked on clippers your daily los angeles clippers podcast part of the locked on podcast network your team every day yes yeah, so welcome to the first uh clippers game preview of 2021 Woo! for the 2021-2022 season we're very excited like we mentioned off top this is just for the opener versus denver Ty Lu said he's not going to play pg um or Nico, or Marcus. Um, oh, and we literally just got uh, the injury report texted to us. Kawhi Leonard also out. Jason Preston also out with this, uh, foot the injury. foot injury. So Mook, PG, Batum, Surge, the main guys who aren't going to be going. Kind of wondering if the PG one specifically is going to be a theme ongoing for the preseason, especially now that we've had a training camp compared to last year, um, or just game one type stuff. I'm fine with it. Also, Batum has played more basketball than anyone else on the team uh, <laughs> yeah. since the season let ended. It, let the man rest. So I'm kind of fine <laughs> with that. And then Morris, uh, you know, it's weird. We saw footage of him in like the Clippers hype up a video on like a workout bike. So I'm kind of wondering what uh, his conditioning is like coming into the season. I don't think it's poor, but I think it's like one of those things that gets a little bit harder to get into your ideal shape that you want to be in like every year that you're past 30 right. in the NBA, Super right? Super good call. That line gets longer. Um, let's get into what we want to see. I mean, I think the biggest thing with the the absences we have is going to be what the new starting backcourt looks like. Yeah, absolutely. This is like a really exciting opportunity. Um, you know, you're missing some weapons, especially some spacing. Yeah. So it's, it's going to be interesting to see kind of how they mitigate that. I'm excited to see sort of how they handle the the pairing, the the dance, as I'm going to call it, the the, <laughs> the sweet science of uh, Reggie and Bledsoe kind of navigating what each is going to do on and off ball. Yeah. Uh, you know, we have a pretty good idea already of what Reggie is going to be able to provide off ball. Right. Elite catch and shoot shooting. It remains to be shoes. seen what the spacing is going to look like. Uh, you know, yeah. when Bledsoe doesn't have the ball in his hands. And it gets especially interesting when you consider that you're missing three of your best three-point shooters. <laughs> yeah, and like uh, scoring options for sure. It'll be, yeah, something to keep an eye on. We're going to talk about that next segment too. 
Um, what else are Sony? Canard just letting it fly. Absolutely. I don't care what his minutes shake out to. I'd obviously, maybe I'd want him to get more run than kind of maybe other people on the roster. Like him and Bled being at the number one and two minutes logs for the game tonight when you listen to this episode. Um, I'd be fine with that. You want Bled to lead the team in minutes? For I got to disagree with you there. I'm sure. I got to disagree with you there. I think there's so many young guys that... that's He'll he, just have a bigger role. Yeah. Yeah. That's fair. Top three. Top three. He should be and top three. And it's not three. three. <laughs> yeah, and it's definitely not three. Uh, but Luke should let it fly. Like, I just don't... I, I don't... If it's open, just take the three. Um, and then aside from shooting, we talked about the starting backcourt. The new, maybe second unit backcourt, which is going to be, for now, Terrence Mann and Luke Kennard, what they look like in action. And more importantly, as a fan base, we need to figure out a nickname for the Mann Kennard backcourt. Yeah. It feels like there's one right there, but I just haven't figured it out yet. Send us your suggestions into at Locked on Clips. But uh, what else do we want to see? So this is going to be a good opportunity, as I alluded to in the, uh, on your last point, for some of these uh, other guys and newer guys to get some minutes in the rotation. Yeah. So the main thing I'm going to look for, like, I'm not going to be judging too harshly. It is, after all, a preseason game. And sure. we don't know what, you know, these guys are going to look like in actual rotation minutes on this squad. But I just want to see some of these newer guys and younger guys not look like deer deer in the headlights. And I'm, I'm looking totally specifically fair. at, you know, Brandon Boston Jr., Jay Scrub, Amir, assuming that he plays. Yeah. Uh, Jay Scrub Keon. should be the, the stabilizing younger guy, right? Like when Jay Scrub comes in, he should probably look. More so I, than Amir, you think? We're going to talk about Amir in the next segment. But at this point, yes, I think more so than Amir. Um, kind of going off your last point, communication. Yeah, I would love. We all know that historically, if you're watching a Clippers game on TV and you're not hearing them talk on the defensive end, things are probably going pretty poorly. Yeah, and I mean that from even a process perspective, because not look, don't judge this game on the winner lot. Like, don't the result does not matter for this game. Um, but I want to see guys calling things out, communicating. You know, the defense doesn't need to be at like mid-season form or anything like that but just having that good process and coming out swinging in this awareness regard. i think on the defense yes, it's just awareness for, for me. sure would feel good for a preseason game um and what we don't want to see i don't want to see too short of a leash for any of the young guys and i gotta agree with you there i i gotta give credit to ty Lu because i think he's done a very good job of being like flexible and kind of growing guys into their positions definitely you look at terrence man one year difference between <laughs> doc and ty Lue. Definitely. Uh, but the big thing for me is like, this is the last opportunity to sort of in game, make mistakes, learn from them and grow. Right. Yeah. Because like the first preseason game, you're right. You're in that realm of like, it's not the last preseason game where things should look a little tightened up. Da -da 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 -ba. But first preseason game, you're kind of like, let's see what happens. Um, this next one is me staring into a mirror as I say this. And this is overreactions from the fans. Yes. Um, I'm looking at myself for this one specifically. We're all starved for basketball. Um, Clippers basketball. We're very excited for this year. Let's take the good things and hope they become nice trends from this first game. Let's take the bad things. Just put it away. Hope it doesn't become a trend. That whole put thing. In a box. Bury the box. Forget you, where you buried it. Yeah, it's fine. And just breathe. After firing off any post-game tweets that might feel hot. Again, I may be looking at Amir a little more here on some other stuff. Just take a beat. It's going to be fine. Um, and I like your next point for this one, too. Honestly, the thing I don't want to see the most is just not having a good time. Yeah, for, <laughs> I could not agree more. We've talked sort of at length, like how good the vibe seem and how good the camaraderie seems 
on the team so far. But And I know that this is like a little mercurial, but honestly, like, I just want to see this carry over into a real-ish sort of game and yes. hopefully into the season again. I mean, I feel like that was an overarching storyline. We are narrative voters here on, uh, on, <laughs> yeah. on this Lockdown Clippers podcast uh, of, of the team sort of being more together. And it translated to success. Absolutely. How can it not translate to success? And I like the big thing that I'm going to be looking for is like how the vets are championing the young guys in this yeah. game. Because like I want to see that bench active. And I, right. I, I want to see these guys, you know, learning something and taking something away from this. I like, want to see Paul George hit someone with a, with a water bottle squirt if there's like a like a, oh, like a halftime buzzer beater oh, from man. Brandon Boston Jr. Just like, ah, oh, you all SOB. That'd be a good time. Maybe a dance? Maybe they hit that coordinated dance? surge dance? <laughs> oh, yeah, the Roomba challenge? That might happen. Um, key matchups. Real kind of just a specific one I have because and well these are obviously as the season goes going to get a lot more uh, specific but it is the first preseason game Zoo versus assertiveness love it um just want to see Zoo playing big not showing any lingering issues from the knee thing yeah hope he's I hope he's moving good numbers wise I'm going to be looking at field goal percentage um, total rebound percentage which is the percentage of rebounds that are available to him that he could maybe get it's a nice stat we like here at Locked On Clips. And if we can invent a way to stat uh, passes that bounce off his hands or his feet, we should. Because sometimes he has stone hands, but sometimes he's getting thrown a pass that is targets difficult. Targets should be a thing in targets, the Targets, dude, for centers, targets should be a thing. Um, but I just hope he's looking, I hope he's looking aggressive. After aggressiveness, I'm hoping he's looking like he's got a little bit of that touch that he was showing kind of closer um, at his peak last season. Definitely, just, you know, definitely. Just something to build off of. Nothing that I'm going to you know, wildly overreact to, I tell myself. But that's what I'm looking for from Zoo. So, especially in this lineup uh, against the Nuggets, I'm curious to see how the Clippers are going to look uh, smaller. New yeah. and improved. Smaller. Because we do uh, even know who's playing for the Nuggets. Like, is Jokic going to play? Jokic is confirmed not playing. Confirmed not playing? But All right, cool. I haven't read any definitive notes that Aaron Gordon w- would not right. be playing. Uh, so I, I'm curious to see though what this lineup looks with a more traditional sized guard in the mm. backcourt, and then you have the extra added curveball of you know being down two power forwards and <laughs> right, Paul George. Yeah. <laughs> so things get even a little bit smaller. I'm expecting to see Winslow kind of at some heavy minutes at the four, which Dude, yeah, I the team don't, seems to love Winslow, <laughs> which I, I I don't know that he'll play that much uh, at the power forward position in the regular season. He's playing point forward position. But I'm, well, I think he'll be a three next yeah, to either sure. Batum or Morris or Batum yeah. and Morris if we're going for a small ball five or, or, or something. Uh, but I'm curious to see sort of how that is going to look. Yeah. Uh, Clippers versus spacing. We're going to talk about this more in the next segment. But look, we don't have to look like we're in peak midseason or even early season form, you know, like last season with how good the spacing looked. Um, but with some of the new personnel additions, this is Ty Lue's biggest thing to figure out. Definitely. Is spacing this year. So let's just hope it looks further along than what we maybe told ourselves it should look like. And if it can look decent down, <laughs> like right? Morris yeah. and Batum and, and Paul George. That's a win right there. That's um, a double win. Absolutely. Coming up, we're going to be talking the freshies, kind of which new guy has the most to gain from the preseason, um, as well as just some Amir Coffee stuff and talking the West Johnson hire, which you just haven't done yet. But first, we got to give a shout out to Sleeper. If you play fantasy basketball, you've maybe fallen into the trap before where you kind of just lose because your opponent has more games than you, which like in a vacuum makes sense, but that's not how fantasy basketball should be. In 2020, Sleeper released a brand new way of playing fantasy basketball. It's called Game Pick. 
And it's only available on Sleeper. In game pick, owners pick a single game per week for each starter uh, to count towards their team's total score, ensuring an even number of games played between opponents. That's a good time. Uh, it's very easy. In game picks, you pick one game per week for each player based on the player matchups, home versus away, opponent's defensive rating, pace of play, all that good stuff. All of it adds up to more strategy and less busy work. Whether you prefer redraft, keeper, or dynasty, Game Picks has you covered. Sleeper cracked the fantasy basketball code. If you play fantasy football, if you prefer building out a weekly strategy versus daily busy work, you're going to love Game Picks. Download the Sleeper app and start a league with your friends today. You will not be disappointed. And while you're playing Sleeper, where can where can you watch these games easier? Oh, so the best place to catch the game is on DirecTV. Look, I know we're all familiar with this situation. You got one device that lets you catch the game live, another that lets you stream your favorite shows, you're watching sports highlights on your phone, and you got your neighbor's best friends log in for the good stuff. Sure. And we all know what I'm talking about. <laughs> uh, but I want to tell you about a simple way to get all that entertainment you love without the hassle and a great way to finally get your TV together. It's called DirecTV Stream, and it brings your live TV and on-demand favorites together like never before so you can watch your favorite sports, movies, and shows all in one place. That means no more juggling remotes and no need to buy another device ever again. I'm sick of it. And the best part, there's no annual contract, so get rid of the clutter and the confusion and get your TV together with DirecTV Stream. You can learn more at directtv.com. That's directtv. Dot com. Don't forget, compatible device required. Content varies by package. All right. Welcome to the Freshies, where every Monday we talk the new guys on the Clippers. You know, fresh start to the week, uh, fresh guys. This used to be the Luke Kennard progress report. And it will be again. It's still kind of... So let's kind of break that down. So we have the Luke Kennard progress report, um, which is even maybe more important this season. And yeah. we're also doing Vorp, Vorp Watch, Watch this year. Uh, Vorp Watch is our Justice Winslow and Terrence Mann going to be value over replacement players. Terrence Mann, technically 0.1 VORP last season, but he's still on the watch list. Justice Winslow, uh, not 0.1, let's just say. So that's what, that's what we're kind of debuting this uh, season. You want to know what's not the Freshies, though? What's hmm. the Stinkies? What? <laughs> What? Yeah. Charles Wachler is busting my ass in fantasy right now. <laughs> oh, yeah. I'm, just, I'm destroying this man. He's going to uh, put up like 200 points. And what are you going to do? That's what happens when you draft three wide receivers in the first three rounds and they all go off. Um, let's get into it. What new Clipper has to most, has, excuse me, the most to gain from this preseason? So... I, and we're not we're not doing a particular order right now. We can just kind of run the list down. Like, what are we looking at? I guess I have like sort of two. I, I, my tier one, I kind of have two yeah. Let's battles, go by tiers. My two battles that I'm looking at. Okay. And this is going to be the battle for the second slash third center between Giles and Hartenstein. Yes, this is which, important for the team and for the, our podcast interest as well. <laughs> let's dig into this one first because <laughs> I know this is maybe a silly thing to base our opinions sure. off of, but based on the media <laughs> that we've seen from the team, I mean, has Hartenstein already cemented his place as currently I, the second center and future third center if on this roster? Base, if you're basing it purely off of Clipper social media posts, then yes. The team social media, then 100%. You're right. Um, and I mean, with the limited information we have, 
that might be a good thing to base it off of. I'm yeah. not going to pretend like yeah. that. Yeah, I mean, both bad. of these guys on prove-it deals, correct? 100%. So, <laughs> like, this is an important... You're not wrong. This, <laughs> this is definitely an important one, and this is an opportunity for Giles to really stand out, especially in this game, this first He said game. he's the same guy. He was like, I've been the same guy. Like, he's ready to play. Like, he... He wants this. In this game where we're down two versatile fours who are both floor spacers and defensive presence. We have no idea how much Zoo's gonna play also. So there's gonna be time and we there's a lot of minutes to be had for these two dudes in the preseason. A hundred percent. So if Giles wants to make up some ground, I'm gonna be looking at this first game to see what he's able to do. And yeah. now the other lineup, do you have anything else on that lineup? Uh, on that matchup rather? Just what I wanna look for. Giles, just look healthy, pass well, full hearts can't lose. Like that's what I'm hoping for for Giles. Um, what if, man, what if Hartenstein has like three assists? That would be sick, but I think Giles might get more. Um, he just seems like a better passer. But this is like, in terms of preseason stuff to look for, Giles Hartenstein, That's keep tier an one. eye on it. That's yeah. tier one That's what to tier look one. for. And then this one is actually, you know what? This is like tier 1.5, maybe tier two. Okay. But this is sort of looking at where these young guys are going to slot in either I'm going to guess the the most available time is going to be at the forward position just looking at how we're going to have to rest guys in the regular season sure. and for that I'm looking at both Keon and Brandon Boston, Brandon Boston Jr. Keon has been interesting because the Clippers is this been, your tier two or no this is tier two for me easy yeah um Keon has been running point in practice more from so, what we've seen and it seems like the clippers are trying to usher in the everyone is 6-5 and plays every position era maybe earlier than some other teams everybody I, everybody gonna is going to see a little bit of point forward i'm going to be honest i'm getting a little bit of shades of when we tried to make Terrence Mann a point guard. Too many cooks in the kitchen for sure. Too many cooks with Keon trying to be a point Especially guard. Especially if you, you can't like you're he's teaching not a him threat. to be a point guard. He's not that big of a like he's not a threat from distance at exactly. all. Exactly. So I'm I'm getting a little but you know he's we're gonna see what that shakes out to. Um but I think I think I put Brandon Boston Jr. ahead of him right now. If the defense looks because obviously no, Keon the, I like Keon I has the edge on the defense. defense. Yeah, absolutely. But the way that Brandon Boston Jr. is going to get time, because it doesn't seem like anyone's worried about his scoring. Yeah. It seems like he's only going to get some time if he looks comfortable on the defensive end. And by comfortable... Awareness. For him, it's awareness and not completely blowing assignments. And I don't mean that in a harsh way. He's just a rookie. No, you're 100% correct. And it is his like biggest negative going into this kind of matchup. So is there anything Brandon Boston Jr. would have to show in preseason for you to feel comfortable with the guaranteed oh. money he's already been given by the Clippers? I think I've seen the Clippers give out so many contracts for guaranteed money that have maybe not gone well. You're that, jaded. That I'm numb to this. I don't You're even jaded. know if I'm jaded. Um, for me, like I don't expect the defense to be there yet. It's a preseason game. We've only had training camp. No. Uh, he's going to have a gorgeous finger roll. He's going to Euro step around a couple. I was going to say, yeah, if, he, if he's efficient and he's able to space the floor the way he was a little bit in summer league, it's not his strongest suit. Sure. Uh, but, you know, if the if the shot is looking serviceable, I'm going to feel a lot better, but I'm with you. I'm jaded on this. I, I like I, I have <laughs> it's no Balmer's money. I'm like, I don't care it about does, it. it. It fully feels like it doesn't matter. Right. And not in a bad way. Yeah. Um, I also think we talked about this with summer league games, but especially in the preseason with these young Clippers, you want them to look strong at what they were good at in college Absolutely. above everything else. Absolutely. That's so a great Brandon point. Bonson Jr. is playing well on offense, but he doesn't look super good on defense. You know, sure, there's room for improvement. If it's the other way, you're like, what the hell's going on? But let's just hope they excel at what they excelled at previously. 
Okay, and then I gotta be honest, for my, T my tier three slash no tier at all is gonna be Bledsoe and Justice Winslow. Oh, now, I put Bledsoe in tier one. Hear me out. I think Bledsoe has absolutely zero to prove to this organization. He's already been placed in the starting lineup. Sure, oh yeah. He has yeah. the resume, like Ty Lue is gonna mm, give sure. him the benefit of the doubt. Right, uh, I don't know if he has the references though. He has the that's references. A that's okay. a pretty good joke. If you want to that's talk, a pretty good joke. If you want to talk solely playoffs, <laughs> that's fine. But regular season, look at the... Suns aren't giving him a good reference. Look at the net positive. Pelicans aren't giving him a good reference. Look at the net positive. <laughs> no, you're right. Um, my issue, I guess my... This is maybe more on Ty Lue is what I'm thinking of. Because him and Zoo in the paint is an issue. Yeah. How are they going to share the paint together? Um, Yeti Moose has been... Uh, it's called pick and roll. Have you heard of pick and roll, Charles? <laughs> I have. Um, Yeti Moose has been bringing this up on Twitter. Shout out Yeti Moose. Hope he's doing well. Um, I think this is going to be a Ty Lue bugaboo that gets Clippers this season is trying to figure out this Bledsoe Zubat spacing. I'm not saying it's not going to get figured out. There's going to be some growing pains, but like it's just something to keep an eye on in this preseason. And we'll get to see a bigger focus on it, especially in this first game without Paul George Marcus Morris, Batum being there to bail them out for, you know, elite three-point shooting. Absolutely. And as for Justice, why he's also in my, like, tier three slash no tier is because, once again, I mean... Justice really, might be tier one for me based on how much hype he's gotten this preseason. So everything is tier one for you. No, except for the young guys. <laughs> so the reason Justice for me is in the tier three slash no tier is that, like, the biggest benchmark for him is probably going to be health, right? And outside shooting. Yes, I. It was like abysmal. Like it, it was just so bad. I gotta that, be honest. I don't have a lot of optimism for it improving. I think it will improve from how bad it was okay. last season. It, it literally, like statistically, kind but of. Like, it. I'm not expecting more than let's say 33. percent So the thing with Justice Winslow is that from he's, three, he's just for sure. He's just played every position already in training camp. So it seems like they're finding ways to use him which yeah. is why he's in my kind of tier one of like he's getting talked up a bunch so like, i think for season sure for preseason like, not for me that's fair well yeah so preseason specifically same as giles full heart healthy man so good your, decisions, your tiers lose. are fucked my tiers function uh, you know it's a per second basis you know like it, it that's how it goes um it's on the parsnipses <laughs> exactly <laughs> either way i'm hyped on all our guys um one guy who we need to who we need to talk about, uh, who has kind of had maybe one of the weirder drop. I don't know if drop off is the right word. Uh, break pumping. You know what I'm talking about? Like, I mean, just one of the most surprising summer leagues. Sure, Amir Coffey. Um, yes. I'm not sure what his time with the first team is going to look like this season. He's on a two way contract. We have to assume he's probably going to be with ACC, getting a lot more minutes. I just hope he looks more like himself than he did during the summer league. Yes. Um, the team. If you look at his summer league stats from last season, the team was trying to make him an outside shooter. He was shooting like 10 threes a game. It was like double ACC. digit attempts. Yeah. Um, sometimes they'd go in, sometimes they wouldn't. But damn, did that summer league performance not worry some Clippers fans. And I know we were just preaching not react, you know, to the preseason stuff, but that summer league performance from Amir was out of character. He's an, he's an NBA player. I mean, he got ejected from a game. He's like this, an NBA player. This was like as bad as it could possibly go. Right. And I'm just hoping we get some more productive minutes over this next week or so. Like, we know it's there. Like, 
I want him to be able to compete. And if he competes, he puts pressure on other guys on the roster. And that's what you need guys to do. You need everyone on your roster, be it G League, be it the fringe guys on the NBA one, to put pressure on the people ahead of them. He also, of the fringies, the fringe guys. Oh, I'm not mad at that. He has the most experience with this team. Yes. He like by he, a long shot. <laughs> by so much. Yeah. So like to see him have as disappointing of a performance as his summer league was, I think would just be catastrophic. Yeah. So you know what? Square one, good vibes. Um, full hearts, good vibes. Uh, and we haven't talked about the Wesley Johnson hiring on here. Yet, uh, what are we hoping for in terms of preseason? Me personally, I'm hoping the Clippers need a spark and he get and, and we Joe gets tossed kind of fired up baseball manager style from a game. Oh, wow, I love that. Why not? I didn't even think that was on the table, but if so, <laughs> I mean, I'm buying. No, shout out Wesley Johnson, hyped that he's on the uh, the staff. We talked about it how you know, guys who aren't marquee guys have to work in a very different kind of lane. Yeah. Um, Can guys. I say though, anytime he's like working with a guard, I'm like trying not to fall over. Yeah. He's like, he's like, if you just say that he pushed you, it's all good. Um, shout out. Wesley I was at that game. <laughs> yeah. It was a push. It, look, I'm not, it was both. It was off balance plus a push. Paul George like, pushed that kid over when he was crossing him up at the basketball court in Palmdale. We're not talking about it. Uh, <laughs> coming up, we're going to be wrapping up this Monday episode by talking about Ty Lue not seeing music videos as well as Terrence Mann uh, meet up. Uh, but first, we got to give a shout out to Built Bar. Uh, ate a Built Bar Crispy, which is something you should keep an eye out for. Those are tasty. They are fantastic. Um, Built Bar has so many delicious flavors. Coconut, Cherry Barcia, Mint Brownie, Double Chocolate, Salted Caramel, Strawberry, Orange, Cookies and Cream, German Chocolate, and Raspberry, as most people call it. Uh, my favorite flavor right now, kind of the, the cookie dough. The cookie dough is fantastic. Yeah. Um, a little sweet. It's healthy, too. Uh, they uh, Built Bars only have 17, excuse me. Built Bars only have 130 to 118 calories, only 4 to 5 grams sugar, only 4 to 5 grams net carbs, and 17 to 18 grams of protein. That is fantastic. Amazing flavors, all tasty, all healthy. Built Bar is also the official protein bar of the U.S. track and field team. I've noticed, you know, my time in the 40 has gone down a bit since I've been eating these Built Bars. I've seen it. Yeah. yeah. Look, I make it, I make everyone that I know come watch me run the There's an open dash. practice for the Chargers. You can check it out. Uh yes, 100 I'm going, I'm gonna be the first 170-pound guard in the history of the NFL. Uh right now, go to built.com, use promo code locked on. You'll get 15% off your next order on delicious built bars. These things are so good and healthy. Use promo code locked on for 15% off at built.com. Okay, so we're back with shavings and kicking things off. <laughs> this is the most shaving segment we've had in a while. Disturbing, <laughs> disturbing thing brought to light. Not Ty Lu <laughs> has not seen Kawhi in the Too Sexy video, the one of the singles off a of certif certified lover boy. Why doesn't he support his players? Next on Undisputed. <laughs> um, no, this is great. I think he said in the press conference he was going to watch it when they were walking out onto the court for practice, which... Love a coach move like that. I love. Hey, let's all look at Kawhi right here. I love that move. Um, Kawhi not playing the full season confirmed. Oh, is Kawhi's relationship with the Clippers strained? It's not. Um, we need to talk about how much accoutrement Kawhi had on in that clip that's going around of practice where he's wearing like double calf sleeves, double arm sleeves, and a headband like. He's never worn that much gear, and he's in uniform. He's got to like, make weight. 
You don't make weight, you don't <laughs> raffle. Wait. What is going on? Is he going to be accessory guy this season? I, I think he's just trying to just trying to stay warmed up. I would love it if Kawhi made such a full pivot from no accessories to every accessory possible. Like, why not? <laughs> yeah, I love it. Who says no? Um, also, Eric Bledsoe skipped out on the Clippers. This is kind of like an undisputed. What? <laughs> this is like an undisputed segment, but we just like the Clippers. Uh, Eric Bledsoe skipped out on the Clippers fishing trip. After learning that it'd be seven hours because he was tired, hey, been there. Honestly, I relate to this. I'm not mad at this at all. Love this move. Um, We should also, uh, as fans, kind of get used to Eric Bledsoe not doing things he doesn't want to do and the team being okay with it. Because, as I mentioned his references earlier, uh, if he doesn't want to do something and the team is really kind of trying to make him do something, it's not a good time for either party. So Right? I, like, I'm, Am I I'm wrong a, about that? I'm agreeing with you on court. Look, Eric Bledsoe, he's played enough in the NBA. It's pretty understandable where his strengths lie. If you try to, you know, make him a guy in the corner or, or trying to stretch the floor or something, it's not going to work. And I think that not having clarity of his role on the offensive end is definitely going to carry over to his commitment on the other end of the floor. But as far as off-court team activities are concerned, come on, buddy. Come on. Oh, I'm not mad at this This one I get. But next one. Next seven-hour fishing trip? I'm talking about it. (laughs) All right. Uh, Was that San Pedro? Canard also... fishing out there. No, because they were in San Diego, so they probably had better fishing than San Pedro. Maybe. Uh, Kennard also said he caught the biggest fish he'd ever caught uh, during this fishing trip. Makes sense. And Brandon Boston Jr. caught a big-ass fish, too. Aren't the only bodies of water mud puddles in Ohio? I think so. <laughs> Pretty big mud puddles. Um, Can you go noodling there? <laughs> Dude, oh, man. We need a Clippers noodling trip going. I'd love to go noodling. Uh, finally wrapping this up, uh, Terrence Mann... Uh, his mom surprised him with a meetup for Allen Iverson for his birthday. That's just good momming right there. Yeah. That's just good momming. Uh, what athlete do you Can think... Can you imagine a better meetup? What well, what athlete do you think your mom would set you up with a visit for? Oof. I My mom does not know anything about sports. I think my mom would try her best, but I'd be meeting up with Marcin Gortat. Oh, nice. <laughs> yeah. Which I wouldn't be mad at. I. But it wouldn't be AI. Think, like, just thinking of the athletes that my mom could probably name, and this is no disrespect to her, she's just not that big of a fan of sports. I think it would be John Elway, because I do think that's an athlete that she could, like, pull from the top of her head. Lived in Missoula, Montana for a brief period of time. But it wouldn't be a legitimate meetup. It would be something that she had kind of strung together. It'd be a dinner at John Elway's Steakhouse, and he'd be there doing autographs? No, it would be at the car dealership, and we would just happen to be there on a promotional day when he was going to be there, and she would say, hey, there's John Elway. Go talk to him. You like sports. Maybe the world's tallest horse is there, too. Yeah. You're measuring Goliath? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. He's great. I've seen him at the Big R a couple (laughs) times. Pretty impressive. Pretty impressive. If you live near an Ace Hardware or a Big R between the years of, I don't know, 2008 to 2013, you probably saw Goliath. Um, all right, we got to wrap this up. Clippers basketball is back. The day you're listening to this, Clippers basketball is back. Tuesday's episode, recap of Clippers versus Nuggets. Yeah. Going to do our best to not overreact. I'm going to do my best. Twitter Tuesday, so send your questions into at Locked on Clips. Just send them in. And of course, whatever else happens between now and then in Clipperland, Will, where can these fantastic listeners 
listen to our podcast or tell other people to listen to it, I guess, if they already happen to be. So you should, everybody, tag a friend. No, you don't have to tag Okay, them. please don't but, do that. Uh, yeah, no, that's not good for anybody. <laughs> uh, let yourself or your friends know that you can check us out on iTunes or the podcast app. We're also on Google Podcasts. We're on Spotify. We're on Stitcher. We're on Deezer. We're on Amazon Music. You can always tell your smart speaker to play Locked On Clippers. It works fabulously. Look, it's still preseason, but we're ramping up to the regular season. If you want to help the show out, go ahead, leave a rating and review over on iTunes or the podcast app. Five stars. We love it. We'll definitely read your review on air. Absolutely. Regardless of what you rate us. Sure. We also have, we got a recent five-star review, which is great. Uh, Jeremy Marushin. I'm hoping I pronounced that correctly for Armenian friends. Uh, he said, I've been listening to this podcast every single day, three times a week in the off season for months now. And this might be the best Clippers podcast out there. Not sure about that, but we appreciate it. Always consistent. Always a fun time. It's a great listen. I recommend this for every Clippers fan looking for a podcast about the team. Cut hang. Hey, thank you so much, Jeremy. We appreciate Jeremy. it. Jeremy, make us your first listen. Uh, I have been positive Chuck Mockler. And I am William the Opinion Updike. And as always, we appreciate you.